0: You're listening to The Passion Design Project. On this podcast, you'll hear interviews with people who are impacting the world in big and small ways with a focus on nutrition and fitness, unique business strategies, and global outreach. The guests on this podcast will provide you with creative ideas on how to feel your best, utilize your gifts and talents, and ultimately live the life you're meant to live to create a lasting impact on the world. Now let's get started on creating a life you're passionate about. And welcome to the Fashion Design Project. Welcome to my episode number 100. It seems so crazy to be at episode 100 right now, especially looking at how far I've come. So I wanted to start there for this episode because, like anything else, it's a long way coming getting to this point. So in 2013, I had found a podcast called The Lifestyle Entrepreneur by Chris Gilbertson. And I remember becoming so obsessed with it. I listened to it every chance I had. I was working in fashion design and I was listening to it there. I remember having my mom listen to it and she was probably like, what? Like, I do not want to listen to a podcast on a drive. Um, But it was kind of early on for podcasting. And so for me, hearing about lifestyle entrepreneurs, it was basically the only place that I could get my fill that I really wanted to. And to be honest, I totally forgot that woman's name, Chris Gilbertson. I knew it started with a K, but I found it in one of my old journals um, of someone who I wanted to be like, because after I think it was like six months, maybe she stopped recording podcast episodes. And I was like, Oh, no, I have to move on and find somebody new. And I think around that time is when I probably started listening to Pat Flynn and Lewis Howes. And so I didn't listen to her anymore. But it was so fun to think of her name and remember that that's kind of where it all started for me. And so I looked back at, I have this big book and I write my goals in every year and I write down a bunch of other things like art projects I'm doing and it kind of is just my sketchbook throughout the years. But one thing it had was all of my goals for about the last five years. And so I saw that on my list of 2014 goals, number eight was to start a podcast. So that must have been about shortly after I listened to my first podcast And then by summer 2014, so like halfway through the year, I did a little update on my goals and I had furthered that goal to buying podcast equipment. And then over in 2015, my goal was, I had written down my podcast plan and I had written down potential website names. And then in 2016, the goal had evolved to trying to record over 50 episodes that year. So I remember in 2016 in June, I started recording my first few episodes. I had gotten some people in Jackson to say yes to a few episodes, and actually, I was super nervous. I remember being super nervous about these first few episodes because you know you don't have a podcast yet, and you're like, "Who's gonna want to talk to me <laughs> with no podcast, no but no listeners yet?" But um, people were really sweet, said yes, and I've actually found that throughout all of the episodes, is people genuinely like appreciate what. I'm doing with this podcast because I'm giving them press, um, free press, basically. I'm putting together this extensive audio experience for people to listen to, and they hopefully have um, 20 minutes of their time that they can give to me. So it actually is um, quite the win-win. And then I ended up launching in August of 2016 with a -a once-a-week podcast. I had planned on doing twice a week, but after I realized how much work it was going to take, I was like, okay, let's just do it once a week because we can always go to twice a week. So now we're here exactly two years from when I recorded my first episode and it's kind of crazy and very exciting for me. So I kind of wanted to just touch on a few things that I've learned through these 100 episodes. And it's not just practical things, but it's actually more just like, I guess the easiest way to describe it would be just evolving as a business person, really. Um, And just little things that I've learned and hopefully that can help you along the process. So as you noticed, um, this process of me building this podcast and getting to this point, it's been like four years. Um, It hasn't really felt that long. It's felt like nothing really went fast enough. I wanted to launch it, grow it really quickly. Um, But what happens when you're doing a lot of different things at the same time, it's hard to keep one straight focus. So There's of course things I could have done better and then there's a lot of places that I could have given myself a little bit more grace. And looking back on this process, I'm actually to this point where I'm revisiting the thinking that I had previously done because before now I just like thought I should have went so much faster because as you can see it took me two years from initial thought to launching. And that that seems like a really long time but when you're in the moment, like at that point, I was, I think I had moved to a new state. I had a fresh degree in fashion design. I was working in fashion at a company. I was creating art shows in town. And then I was wanting to develop this podcast on the side. And so in recent years, online stuff has gotten way more intense and in your face. And that might just be because I'm more in the space now. But today, basically, people are basically saying that if you aren't creating a podcast within a week, you're falling behind. And so this mentality of not doing things fast enough held me captive a lot during the first few years. Thoughts that if I wasn't doing enough as soon as possible, I was losing out of money, losing out on further potential career, and just plain losing in general. And I don't know about you, but when it comes to the online space and I start doing my research, I always feel like I had to race to catch up with all these people who are doing more before me, or I have to buy their program to get fast results. So all of these thoughts were going through my head as I would say like the last few years as I was doing this and I realized that I could have gone a lot faster. And if I would have, I could have been a lot further along by now. But the reality is like, I was just going at a normal person's pace pretty much. And I was always taking steps ahead. It's not like I had this idea. And then I put it on the back burner. I was even if it took me a little bit longer than It should have looking back, like I know I could have built it faster. But in the moment when I had no idea how to start one, no idea um, where to even begin at all, it was actually quite a progressive rate that I was going. And I think along those lines is when I started listening to Pat Flynn and he put out a course on how to start a podcast. And I just watched his YouTube videos and banged out everything he said. And and that's why I made a mural for him last year as a thank you for all of that, because without that, I probably would have still been doing little steps trying to put this podcast together. So that's where I wanted to start when I just want to say that even if you want to do something big, like as long as you're taking steps to get there, that's what matters. And maybe you're not going as fast as you want to, but as long as you keep moving forward, that's huge. And so what I learned from these 100 episodes is not some like amazing one-liners from guests, although I will cover those a little bit later on, some of my favorite things that guests said. And it wasn't that I learned how to build the perfect business, but it was more of these little things, things like becoming a better listener, accepting that there's a lot more than one way to reach a goal, and being proud to show what I'm doing. As much work as a podcast takes, I actually stayed away from promoting it for a really long time. Instead of thinking about who could benefit from it, I thought about what I might be saying wrong or things that people might find annoying that I do. I didn't want to advertise something that they might not like. By doing this, I actually was hurting everyone, not giving them a chance to hear episodes that I put my heart and soul into. I was so focused on constantly putting out an episode every week to stay with my goal. My goal had been that I wanted to consistently put out an episode every week. And I had gotten that advice from Lewis Howes at the beginning of my podcast. And so it was like my number one goal that I was going to do. And honestly, thankfully so, because it's so easy once you fall off the wagon to to just stay off and not get back on and be consistent. So consistency, consistency was really important for me, but it did also make me lose the big picture of what I was actually doing. Because I was just focused on putting out these episodes. And if it was Sunday night and I needed an episode the next morning, I was just cranking it out. And then I wouldn't tell anyone because I was kind of disappointed with myself for being behind. And I thought, hey, if it's not an interview, maybe people don't want to hear it. And I don't want to push my thoughts in their face. But at the same time, even if there was one person that could have used it, that could have been really helpful for that person. And if I'm gonna put my time into doing something, why should I hide it? So what I wanted to say to you is that if you're working on a project right now, share the in-between moments. Don't wait, until you're completely finished and you're ready to promote this big business that you have, share what you're building. Because the times when things don't go right or when you're frustrated, that makes the end goal so much more special and so much more worth it. And people really become invested because they see how hard you're working, what struggles you're going through that they can relate to, and they actually want to be part of your tribe and be involved in what you're doing. So that's super huge and something that I'm still working on. So through the years, I've evolved in the podcast that I like to listen to. And I've mentioned a few that I like, like the Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn. Um, I mentioned Lewis Howes, who has the School of Greatness. There's also the Tim Ferriss Show, the Gary Vee Audio Experience, the Gold Digger podcast. And each of these shows is different for different reasons. And I feel like different times of my life they've become more important to me at different times. Like right now, I'm really enjoying the Goldacre podcast because it's by a woman instead of a man. I'm usually listening to all these guys, but she's she kind of does the same creative business stuff that I do. So I found that really helpful. But at different points in my career, like I loved Lewis Howes because he just talked about uh, entrepreneurship in general. And then I've also loved um, Tim Ferriss'. And the one thing probably – I learned the most about podcasting from Tim Tim Ferriss because he likes to break things down to a molecular level where you're exploring why and how how to achieve optimal results from the little things that you're doing. And he's studied podcasting techniques, um, and it's a lot about asking the right questions. So I just like how he breaks it down and he helps figure out how you can become a better interviewer. Because when I was starting out, I knew it was important to be a good interviewer, but I didn't realize how much of an art interviewing really is. And you actually notice this a lot more when you start listening after you start interviewing and then you start listening to other people interview and you're like, ah, and then you can get a good idea from like who's done an interview before because some people are really better interviewees. Than others. Um, and it's a lot of being comfortable and talking and doing that kind of thing. But anyway, so Tim studied podcasting techniques and realized that it's a lot about asking the right questions, getting the show to flow, getting people to open up, and being a good listener. If any of you are avid podcast listeners, like I said, you probably notice the people who use phrases like, I love it, or, that's amazing, or interesting. Basically, these are fillers in times where you haven't thought quick enough or thought of anything else to say. And I totally get it. I notice this a lot more, which is annoying to me that I notice it so much more now, but it also helps noticing it in myself. And I think nobody really wants to listen to a podcast or somebody talk who's using a lot of ums or using a lot of um, just fillers and little things like that. And I mean, some people get annoyed when I even like laugh on the background of my podcast. So you kind of get a little bit of everything. And I totally understand because it's just those little pet peeves that each of us have. So since I like this kind of stuff, I've actually been really happy to notice it in myself and try to correct little things that I do that I might be repetitive at, or I haven't noticed that I've done before. And I'll even notice myself changing words in the middle of sentences. So I'm not repeating the same things. It's pretty funny, but it's almost like a little game I'm playing with myself. But that's definitely one thing that I've learned throughout doing episodes. And I would say that's more of a personal thing, because um, it just kind of helps me grow as a conversationalist. Though I think we can all learn how to be a better conversationalist in general, and that includes not using these filler words, but it's also about being very interested and asking better, deeper questions. So it requires that you open up maybe more than you usually do, and also stay quieter than maybe you want to. So a few quick tips for being a better conversationalist that I've learned throughout these 100 episodes are, That you can allow for the silence. Like, don't be afraid if there is five seconds of silence between you and somebody else. I know this is a tough one because it kind of feels like you're on a date and there's a really awkward silence, but it actually can allow for uh, people to think you to come up with a better question. Or if somebody's talking and they can't think of the words to say right away, you don't have to fill in the space for them. Let them think and give them time. And it'll get more easy as you do it a little bit more. I mean, of course, you don't have to allow for a million awkward silences. But I'm talking more if you're asking a question and you want to get a response and the person is giving some space. Just allow for that silence. And then also be the first one to say something vulnerable. I really loved this tip that I got from Tim Ferriss a long time ago, and it was to be vulnerable actually even before the podcast goes on air. So I would suggest this at the beginning of a conversation. If you're talking, kind of start out with something that's maybe a little deeper or maybe something that's funny and awkward about yourself because that. let's be honest, like nobody likes a super perfect person and it's kind of intimidating to talk to people like that. So if you can break it down and be like a very grounded, easy to talk to person right away, it's going to make the conversation a lot easier. And I found it too. I try to think of something that maybe we have in common or something. Um, try to figure out what the pat, like the passion of the person is that I'm talking to beforehand because if they're passionate about about something, they're a lot easier to it's a lot easier to get them to open up and discuss things on a deeper level than just that surface. Like this is what I do and this is how I do it. Because people really want to hear the story and the deep context behind different things. And then the last thing is to listen instead of thinking about the next question. And I'm he- sure you've heard this a million times before, to not stand there and think about what you're going to ask. And not listen to the answer of what you just asked. Or maybe you haven't. And in that case, it's super important. And this is a really hard thing with podcasting, especially if they're in-person interviews. So I totally get it. When you're conversating and you don't want to allow for those awkward silences, while somebody's answering a question, you're probably thinking of the next. And I think that's one big reason why we forget people's names because we ask their name, but then we are thinking about the next question we're going to ask them without listening to their name. And then we forget their name. Um, I will say that's happened to me maybe 2 million times. But it's something that I'm trying to improve on. And now for my podcast, I actually I used to write down all of my questions, send an extensive outline of questions to my guests and then go over those questions, hopefully in like semi chronological chronological order so that we would go from this topic to this topic to this topic. And I think there is some good thing in that. Like I used to like that it was a little bit more structured that way. However, as I went forward. And some of my podcasts were more off the cuff if I was somewhere and I found somebody really interesting and wanted to talk to them, I didn't have time to write down all of the questions I wanted to know. And so I would I would know where I wanted to start and then see where it went. And so now I found kind of a happy medium, even if it's a last minute episode, I write down the main topics I'd like to discuss and maybe a couple questions under each in case I get stuck. But otherwise, I'm starting in one place, and then I'm seeing where that takes us. And usually, as we go on and as we're talking, something's coming up that I'm really interested in, especially if I am asking this person to an interview. There's, of course, tons of things that I'm interested in talking to them about, but it's going to be really easy to find something to discuss as we go on because, say, for example, that I'm talking to a muralist and maybe I don't just wanna jump into, hey, tell me how you do murals right away. I wanna find out how they got to that space. So instead of being like, start out when you were born and and what did you do from that point on to get to this point? I'm gonna start out with, hey, What was your day like today? Maybe they'll say that they live somewhere exotic and they woke up and they went to the beach and then they went home and made a delicious smoothie and then they started painting. So already I'm engaging the people who are interested in these things. Maybe they're not a muralist, but maybe they're like, oh, I'm a surfer and I'm really interested in like this lifestyle that this person has. So I love getting like a better context of what this person likes to do day to day, because then it allows for better questions to flow from there in general. I'm not just leading everything into the mural topic. And so from there, I'll jump into, okay, how'd you get into murals? Um, and then inevitably, they'll be talking about murals and we'll talk about, oh, well, what kind of paints do you like to use? Why do you like to use these? And then maybe we'll get into what what was their favorite mural they've ever done and why was it meaningful? Usually there's a story behind that. Maybe there's some people that have influenced them there. And then, of course, as I go, I can sprinkle in a few questions that I definitely want them to answer that I've written down. But there's probably not going to be too many questions that I have Need answered. Most of my questions are just interesting topics that I think the majority of people would like to know from them. So I love going at this rate, this direction, and seeing where the conversation leads because it's a lot better than just kind of asking a lot of questions and then getting a lot of answers. Because if we did it that way, then we could just do it on paper and that would be that. But this, I really want to have a deeper conversation and get some more juicy info that people actually want to know. So hopefully that helps you and hopefully you can become a better conversationalist with a few of those tips. And if you want to be a podcaster, that should help you a little bit as well. So another huge thing I learned from podcasting these last 100 episodes and more specifically, the things I talk about pertaining to running your own business is that you can succeed in lots of different ways. Every time someone says they've found the recipe for success and I get all excited, someone else that's incredibly successful comes along and didn't do it that way or isn't doing any of the same things. I spent a lot of episodes talking about productivity and morning routines, and to be honest, though I think they can be helpful, I really don't think they're completely as necessary as I once did. I was super pleased to hear my favorite artist in the world, Jim O'Brien, when I interviewed her, she told me that her extensive art and travel life doesn't include a solid routine, but it actually just includes trying to fit in maybe a run or having a nice little breakfast outside when she's home. I spent way too many days beating myself up for not doing the 10 things you're supposed to do when you wake up, finally to find out that giving myself a break feels a lot better and starts me off on a great note. This isn't to say that morning routines are bad. If they work for you, that is amazing. I just found every time I was listening to someone, they were telling me one more thing I needed to add to my morning routine to be a a successful person. And after a while, it was just kind of harmful to my own self because every time I didn't do all of the things... I was like, well, there goes this day. It's not going to be as successful as I should be or not going to get in like where I want to be quicker. And that's just not a good way to start out your day. And I hope some of you guys are with me on this where you realize that you can't do all of the things maybe you want to, but I'm just telling you right now that it is okay. I do think there are ways to get success more quickly. And that's what I try to help you out with on this podcast by showing how people are doing awesome things and that you can do that too. But I don't think you have to beat yourself up on every little thing that you see that's trending right now. Um, But I will say, if there is one thing that I had to boil it down to, I'm going to tell you that it's the people that you hang out with. So to be kind of cliche, who are the five people that you're chilling with or chatting with the most? Because are they the people that you're aspiring to be or would be really happy and excited to trade places with or are they not or are they people that maybe you're just like helping and like uh, you don't really want to hang out with them but you feel like you should because if they aren't the people that you're aspiring to be you really just need to find new people it's as simple as finding people that are those types of people that will help you achieve what you want and I'm not saying this to be like really mean and be like drop all of your old friends and find new ones that can get you to the places that you wanna, wanna be because that's all that matters in the world. I'm not saying that. But I am saying if there are people that are holding you back, that's not what you need in your life. Especially if you're someone that's really forward thinking that you want a lot from yourself and you're really excited to do awesome things. If the people in your life aren't like on board completely with that and aren't helping you, at least pushing you mentally, they don't have to be handing you money or bringing you to the best parties or anything like that. But if they aren't even pushing you mentally to be this better person, if they're holding you back in any way, that's not helpful to you. And it's not helpful to them either. You're not, you don't have to be the saving grace for them where, Oh, I'm the only positive person in their life. No, because you know what? They are the negative person in your life (laughs) and none of us want that and sometimes it's hard to see, but I think it's so important that we all evaluate the people that we are hanging out with because it's so important and I mean, after 100 episodes, if that's the one thing that I noticed is the change of the people who are successful is the ones that they're hanging out with. I think that's definitely something to be said and something that I wanted to remind you of because it's so, so important. So, all right, those are some like, in-depth things that I learned from podcasting, but I wanted to end this by jumping onto something a little more lighthearted and pointing out a few moments from the last hundred episodes that I think are worth revisiting. So these are just the one-liners I was talking about a while ago, and there's maybe 12 of them, 15 maybe, Um, just little sprinkles of information that I got from these interviews that I did that I think these people just have so much wisdom and it's really good to hear what they had to say. So we're gonna go through these quickly and hopefully walk away with this feeling really inspired. Okay, so first off jumping back to episode six, Tim said that everything starts with a dream or vision of what you want to do. It doesn't even have to be in the realm of what's possible. It's just, what am I passionate about? Being okay with not knowing the outcome. It will make you more creative, innovative, more engaging in life. It's as simple as not booking every hotel before you take your next vacation. Where are you most comfortable and how can you shift that to be more spontaneous? The next one comes from episode 12 from Roy. And Roy says... You've got to understand that passion is what fuels success and you can't be successful without putting passion out there. You're going to make mistakes and you've got to be okay with it and learn from them. So I should mention that all of these little tidbits that i'm taking are all from episodes i did like i said but these people that said them are really awesome and most of them have built businesses by themselves and so if you hear one that sounds really interesting or strikes you as something you might be interested in then i would totally suggest go back to that episode and listen to the whole thing because the whole episodes um all have so much awesome information in them and you'll get so much out of them way more than just one sentence that i'm giving you but anyways continuing with episode 14, Becky said, it's not enough to care about something, you've got to care deeply about something. And she's working with people in Africa, so that was really profound of her to say. Episode 16, Diana says... People live in so much fear and you have to let go of the fear. You have to do whatever it takes, whether it's reading books, going to church, surrounding yourself with people that are going to be your cheerleaders in life. You have to expel the fear. Forget the people that say, no, you can't do this. And forget the people who stand in the way of your vision. And that's what all of us need, right? We need to say no to the fear. It's really tough. But go back and listen to episode 16 because you will be so inspired by this episode. And she has so much passion behind it. And then episode 18, Mike says, the biggest mistake people make is they say, I want to make a bunch of money. And they launch something they aren't very passionate about. It isn't solving a problem or engaging their soul. There's no purpose or mission besides financial gain. And they quickly realize building a business is so hard, they give up because they don't have a driving purpose. Successful entrepreneurs are purpose-driven. And you all hear that time and time again, is people keep talking about purpose and passion. And that's what I love so much is that it all wraps back into the title of my podcast, The Passion Design Project. And I just love that I went out to seek these people who have built businesses, and they come right back around and say it's basically the passion that's built their business. So I just love how it's come around full circle. And then we get to episode 24 from Fat, who was in Thailand. And he reminded us to think what does someone around you have a problem that you can help? Start small and then continue to solve bigger problems and make bigger impact. Think big but start small. And then we get to Tip, who also was in Thailand. She has a really emotional episode, and I would totally suggest that you go back to episode 26 and listen to Tip's episode. She says, when you give away, you get more. Give all that you have, and you can impact all of the people. And that was a really beautiful statement at the end of her podcast, so please go back and listen to that one. And then we get to episode 28 where Julie says it starts with what you choose your attitude to be every morning. You get to choose how enthusiastic you're going to be, how, how helpful you're going to be, how you're going to react to situations. If you follow your dreams and passions, it will rub off on other people around you. It'll rub off on strangers and it'll impact the world one person at a time. Giving everyone your best version and being super positive is what it's all about. So with that, we jump to episode 46. And it says, I didn't wait for the passion to hit me. I took action on the things that I wanted to change in the world, and more passion came in the process. By pursuing a purpose, you'll become more passionate. And then that brings us to episode 54, where Greg said, it's all about keeping an open mind. By doing things I might not normally do, there's always a way to do something. Maybe it's not as easy as you want it to be, but you can get it done. Always give an effort so you don't look back and regret things. Just go out there and give it 100%. And then in episode 61, we have Ellen who climbed Mount Everest, and she says, it's all about embracing a dream regardless of what people tell you and finding the people who will support you. Everyone in life needs their own Mount Everest, and for me, it was Mount Everest, but for others, it might be a triathlon, canoeing down the river, or whatever. Setting a goal, whatever that is, training hard, Starting the day and not knowing how it's going to end. And then we get to episode 63, where our couple at our Airbnb in Sri Lanka said, you got to make that snap decision and just do it. And I like this one because that's all it is, right? It's short and sweet. You got to make that snap decision and just go for what you want. And that brings us to episode 69, some notes from ConvertKit conference that I went to. And it says, are you trying to do something for every single person in the world or those few specific people that need what you have to offer? And followed up by every single company isn't helping everyone. And by that, I meant if you look at any company in the world, you can see that they're helping a specific person. They're not helping the entire world. So when you go about building your business, don't try to help the entire world. Even if you think what you have to offer can help every single person. Because look at every company that you know. Say you take Apple, only specific people are buying apple and it's not for everyone even though it seems like everyone like they're appealing to everyone in the world or something like mcdonald's they're appealing to everyone in the world, but I don't eat at McDonald's and maybe you don't either. So just think of it that way. Every single company, even if they're humongous, they're not appealing to every person in the world and you shouldn't either, especially if you're just starting out and you're one person and you're trying to start a tribe because that's what it's all about. It's getting those few specific people who love what you're doing. So don't try to conquer the world at day one. And we get to episode 83. And on this episode, Bubba says, how often do we allow ourselves to be influenced by what we think we should be doing instead of following what we love to do and what our passion is? Be willing to take a chance and listen to your passion. Be the you, only you know. And then we get to episode 87, where Christian said, acting with intention. Don't just roll into your day and react to what happens. If you think about what you're grateful for and decide on the feelings you want to feel, it makes a difference. Whenever I look at people, I smile. Whenever I walk into a room, I try to engage folks. If we don't prime ourselves, there's too much distraction out there. And episode 98. Amber says, you can be successful at anything if it aligns with your passions. If you aren't 100% sold on what you want to do, you won't be able to sustain because after the initial hype, eventually you have to dig in deep to what you believe and what your passions are and continue from there. So those are about, I don't know, 15 or so little tidbits that I wanted to share with you and some things that made a really big impact as I was doing these 100 interviews. And like I said, as you can see, passion came up so much. And that's what I want for you guys. I want you guys To find out what you're passionate about and go full steam ahead. Even if it seems scary or you don't think you can do it or you don't know how you'll do it, find what you're passionate about. And if you don't know what you're passionate about, just think of something that makes you just you know, a little bit emotional or something that you want to change in the world, some little thing that kind of gets at you and you think about a little bit more than other things, you might be a little passionate about that. So if you don't know how to pursue it, help out somewhere right now where you can impact that little thing that matters to you. And if it doesn't bring you money right away, just help out anyways. Because if you're working where your passion is, you're going to become more alive, you're going to do more good, and eventually you're going to be able to create something that others are going to want to be around. So find out something you're passionate about, pursue it relentlessly, and then tell me about it. I would love, love, love to hear about what you're going after. You can find Me on Passion Design Project on Facebook. And you can also just keep listening in every week to the new episodes. That'll definitely get you inspired. I'm doing more creative episodes, so if you're creative, you do not want to miss these. If you have an online business, um, I'll definitely be speaking to you. So... Come by more often. Come see us on Facebook. And thank you so much for being a listener. If you have been for the last 100 episodes, it means so much to me to have you here listening. And I do this for you. So hope you love it. And I hope you guys are having the best day ever. i yeah. yeah.